Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome. One last time. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the audio imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool. And come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Carlos Kajina is my technical producer. Ryan White is my live stream producer. And we are live streaming on my YouTube channel and my Rumble channel, Strange Planet. And this is, as you know, my final show. After more than 22 years on late night radio in Toronto, I'm saying so long, 13 wonderful years here at Zuma Radio, another nine at a couple of other radio stations up and down the dial. And I celebrated my 13th anniversary this past August 16th on Zoomer. And it just seemed like a good time to step away from this show. I'm not retiring. Far from it. Far from it. I'll still be, well, all over the place. I'm still hosting the Richard Serrett Show on Saga 960 AM, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. Check out the Richard Show.com. Brand new website, the Richard Show.com for more information on that show. It's not about UFOs or remote viewing or the paranormal. It's a total departure for me. Uh, and I'm still cranking out three episodes of my Strange Planet podcast every week. You can find the podcast on Spotify and TuneIn and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm still hosting guest hosting. Guest hosting coast-to-coast AM several times per month. So I'm still very much involved in radio. I love the medium. I've spent most of my adult life in radio, and I plan on continuing in radio. But I also have a family, the wonderful Mighty Aphrodite and two two teenage twin sons, and I'd like to spend more time with them. And truth be told, you know, I have neglected a lot of friendships over the years. So... It'd be a, uh, nice, you know, to be able to connect with some some people that I haven't in many, many years. So before we get rolling, a couple of thank yous. And then I'm going to let you know what's happening over the next two hours on the uh, the final installment of this program. First of all, thanks to Moses Neimer here at Zuma Radio. You know, Moses believed in me and stood by me when I'm sure it wasn't always popular or convenient to do so. Uh, but he's always been a maverick, as you know, and a pioneer in the field. And uh, Moses also executive produced my television show, The Conspiracy Show, which aired across Canada for four seasons on Vision TV. So thanks for a wonderful ride, Moses. And thanks to Paul Thomas and everyone here at Zoomer Media. And of course, thanks to Carlos Cagina and Ryan White. Uh, Without these two gentlemen, it goes without saying I wouldn't be able to do this show. Thank you, guys. It's been... uh, Great working with you both. Thanks to Chris Whitting at Syndication Networks. Chris and Syndication Networks built a small network of affiliates for this program beginning way back in 2012. And at one point, I think we had close to 40 stations that carry this program across North America. 
And uh, thanks to all the affiliates and general managers and program directors and operation managers across the, the United States and Canada. And I'll be acknowledging a few affiliates at a time throughout the show. So I'll begin with uh, WGHTAM 1500 in uh, New York, WCKG 1530 AM in Chicago, WWWE 100 AM in Atlanta, WCAP 980 in Boston, and KKNW 1150 in Seattle. I'll work some more in a little bit later. Okay, so here's what I had in mind for tonight. I've, I've dipped into the audio vaults, and we're going to hear from some old friends, some still with us, some departed, some of my favorite interviews and guests over the years. And I'm also going to open up the phone lines, and you can ask me anything. Or maybe you just have a comment. And I'll take questions and comments from the YouTube live chat. And I've actually brought uh, my, my two boys with me tonight for the, uh, for the Fare Thee Well, North and Zach. I used to bring them when they were really small, when George Genescu was hosting Big Band Sunday night, and uh, George became kind of a grandfather to them. <laughs> they loved him, and he loved them, and they would come out and hang in the studio with him when they were like five, six years old. And of course, he would give them the gears the way only George could. And then they would fall asleep in the, uh, in the boardroom, just down the hall, and I'd rush during a commercial break and check on them. Uh, but they're here tonight, and they're much bigger, approaching their 16th birthday. Anyway, North is going to take a shot at uh, reading, not take a shot, you're going to do an exemplary job. North is going to read the, the uh, questions and comments from the live chat. Uh and let me take a, a moment as well and acknowledge all of you who gather in the, in the live chat every week. Some of you have been doing that for nearly 10 years. I think it's been about 10 years since we first started live streaming, hasn't it, Ryan? Almost, maybe not quite. And I'm going to miss some people, so forgive me. Uh, but I, you know, these are people that are there every week. Thinker and You Betcha and Not Gordian and Sigma Six, American Zero. I love these handles. Toxic Canadian, and of course, YY. I have to say, outside of the mighty Aphrodite and my mother and my mother-in-law, YY and my sons, although they don't always stay up to, to listen to the show, but outside of those people, YY might be my biggest fan and supporter. And she sent me the kindest email yesterday, and, and uh, she wanted me to read it over the air. So here goes. Richard, dear, it's me, YY. I won't call in for your final show because I might start blubbering. So I hope you'll read this aloud over the air instead. Still reeling from the shock. Oh, my. I know I speak for thousands of us, your loyal listeners. Oh, what will we do without our regular Sunday night dopamine rush with Richard? I followed you since CFRB and was even your neighbor for a time when we both used to live in Onionville, as you used to call it. <laughs> That's right, Unionville, Onionville. And while I do listen faithfully to your Saga 960 show, that could never replace the zany fun and social camarader camaraderie we uh, get to enjoy with you on The Conspiracy Show. You mentioned still going live at least once a month, but can I recommend Zoomer to run an archived episode or Conspiracy Unlimited podcast for the other three Sundays. Well, stay tuned. 
there will be some exciting things happening on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. Um, but I will be uploading a lot of content there, not to worry. And we'll, and I will do some live chats every month. I don't know how many exactly and when. I know you'd like it to be early. Uh, she says, that way your strange chat family can still gather around a pre-recorded fire in the chat window. Uh, rest assured, yeah, you'll have lots of opportunities to do that. And finally, a few suggestions for your monthly live streams. Can you please start at 10 so more of us can make it? Absolutely. Can you stream for three hours? Two goes by way too fast. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to guarantee three hours, but I'll, I'll definitely start early. Bring back what's in the box. That was a lot of fun. Well, I, I've sort of replaced that with uh, remote viewing experiments with Dr. Douglas Cottrell. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll do more of those with him, and uh, you can all participate. A broadcast from the Zoomer location? Uh, sadly, that won't happen, uh, but I have my home studio. Anyways, uh, thanks, Richard, for being the most – now I'm going to blush. Uh, thank you, Richard, for being the most intelligent, knowledgeable, articulate, principled, and diligent, yet adorablest, humblest, funniest, and wittiest Canadian radio host ever. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, the mighty Aphrodite and the twins are beyond blessed to have a husband and dad like you. What do you say, boys? Is that true? <laughs> uh, no, I'm the lucky one. I'm the blessed one, believe me. Huge thanks also to Zoomer Radio and all the folks behind the scenes who have made your show all go a go all these years. Much love, your fo foremost fangirl with the Batgirl boots. YY and Nella. All right. Oh, thank you, YY. I am blushing. That's very, very kind. All right. Uh, you know, we're going to kick things off here with a dear departed uh, friend who was a regular contributor to this show and other shows that I did up at, uh, at other radio stations for many years, going back to the, well, to, to 2000, really. And uh, she was one of America's foremost paranormal investigators. Uh, she authored something like 50 books. And um, she passed away, sadly, a few years ago of cancer. I miss her. I'm going uh, to go back to June the 9th, 2013 for this one. It's a discussion on one of my favorite topics. Carlos, if you can get ready, it's, uh, it's about time slips. Here is the late, great Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Hey, Rosemary, how are you? Good evening, Richard. I'm doing well, thank you. I just got back today from a fabulous conference in Vermont. It was the annual convention of the American Society of Dowsers. Ah. And uh, they're very tuned in to things like uh, dimensional slips and, and uh, time shifts and things like that. Uh, in fact, my topic at, at the convention was on interdimensional portals and, uh, you know, the warping of time and space that can occur when we encounter these zones right here on the planet. And these zones can be detected through dowsing? Sometimes, yes. If they have a lot of paranormal activity... Uh, and people have especially encounters with entities or they see UFOs, mysterious creatures, things like that. Uh, they often can be doused and uh, they exist out in the landscape. They can even exist in someone's backyard if we build a house in an area where these boundaries between our dimension and other dimensions seem to be very thin. And th these are areas where some of these, these time displacements can take place. 
And it's, uh, as, as you mentioned, it's not quite the same as time travel, where someone might deliberately move around uh, the timescape. Rather, they're, they're sort of accidental uh, visits to uh, perhaps our Earth in another time frame or parallel dimensions where um, things look almost the same as they should in our normal reality, but things are different. There's a different atmosphere. Uh, there's something off about the time. When people come out of it, they might experience um, an abnormal passage of time has gone by, you know, missing time and that sort of thing. So we, we have a number of aberrational time displacement experiences that people have really reported for quite a long time. I think they're far more common than we might uh, ordinarily think. I, I want to dive right in with, with an amazing story that uh, you reported to me. Uh, and this has to do, uh, it came from, allegedly, a, a lawyer practicing primarily, I believe, in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, who was dealing with, who was asked to represent someone who had been committed to a mental health institution. And uh, can we start with that story? Because to me, this is just absolutely, uh, it left me gobsmacked. It is a very good story, and it's contemporary, too. And it was uh, researched and investigated by a colleague of mine, Alon Strickler, who lives in the Baltimore area where I used to live. And uh, he was contacted by an attorney who's been very troubled by this case for years. It happened in June 1992, and he was contacted and asked to take on a pro bono case for a man who had been committed to uh, one of the state hospitals. And he'd been arrested on a, a weapons possession charge. He had an old-fashioned Derringer gun, like the kind that came out of the Wild West. And um, vagrancy was another charge against him. He'd had ammunition. And he was um, apparently in his 30s. He, he gave his name. He said his name was Morris Winthrop. And um, he said that he was from New Jersey and he had lived most of his life in New York City and had no idea how he had arrived in Baltimore. He was dressed in clothing that the attorney later found out through his own research was typical of the 1870s to 1880s. And this man had a very unusual appearance. He, he had these very striking deep violet eyes, a very pale complexion, this wispy blonde hair. And uh, even though the medical professionals sort of assumed that he was suffering some sort of trauma and shock because he had no recollection of how he got from New York to Baltimore, the attorney said that, that the, this Morris Winthrop seemed to be in full possession of his faculties. He seemed to know exactly what was going on. And there was something just very odd about him. Well, uh, no sooner had his uh, initial interviews been done than he gets a call, the attorney gets a call saying his services are no longer needed and people are just kind of very secretive about what happened and why. But he learns through his own investigations, again, that Morris Winthrop mysteriously disappeared without a trace after eating an evening meal. And his clothing uh, was left behind. But his other possessions, he had like a, a silver cigarette case, 
um, were missing. And the attorney tried to find out for a long time exactly what happened. He hired a private investigator. He got almost obsessed by this case. And here's the shocker of what he uncovered. There was, in 1877, a record of a 32-year-old single man named Morris Winthrop living in New York City who vanished without a trace and left all of his possessions behind in Manhattan. And for this man, dressed in 1870s clothing with the name of Morris Winthrop, uh, to suddenly appear in Baltimore in 1992 and have no recollection of how he got there and then mysteriously vanish again. It raises more than eyebrows. It's one of the most startling cases of evidence in, uh, in support of time displacement. Now, whether Morris Winthrop deliberately uh, was able to do that or accidentally fell through uh, a time-dimensional gap of some sort. I think it was an accidental sort of thing. Although the, the attorney said he, he wasn't disoriented, he, didn't, he wasn't confused or lost. Uh, he seemed to be very calm and in full possession of his faculties. Well, I, I was so intrigued by this story that I ran it in, in my newsletter, Strange Dimensions. And uh, then another colleague of mine who's a ufologist suggested that maybe Morris Winthrop wasn't human, that he was an alien, because uh, some of these ETs who are said to be visiting the planets, like the Nordics, are known for being time travelers. And uh, the idea behind that might be that uh, here was one of these alien visitors who was uh, cruising around the human timescape uh, doing observations and, and uh, other kinds of interactions with human beings. So there are a lot of intriguing possibilities with this case. There you go. Way back in 2013, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, paranormal researcher talking time slips, one of my favorite topics, time slips, time travel. I don't know if I'll have time. I've, I've told this story on the air before, I believe. I had an interesting case of a time slip. Nothing as dramatic as the one that Rosemary Ellen Guiley just related. Uh, but we are, um, we're winding the show down here on uh, Zoomer Radio. And um, we've opened up the, uh, the phone lines. Carlos, if you could. Yeah, we've got the, uh, the phone lines open. 416-360-0740 and one 740 and, of course, we'll take questions and comments from the uh, YouTube live chat. And I've pressed my son, North, into service. North, do you have one there to begin with, a question? Let me, uh, let me get your mic on there. There you go. Welcome to the show, North. Oh, Father. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a few here. All right. So, uh, Heroin Samson asks, what's your ethnicity, Richard? What is my ethnicity? Kind of a Heinz 57 but I would say primarily uh, the British Isles, Scottish, Irish, probably some Welsh in there. I think my mother had that Ancestry.ca uh, performed, and I think we might have, I think there was something like Iberian Peninsula, which is, you know, Iberian Peninsula. You remember your geography, Zach and North? That would be. Now, my old grade eight teacher 
taught geography, and he's listening, and he's on the YouTube chat. He has tonight. a question, too. He does. We'll get to uh, to Gary's question in a minute. The Iberian Peninsula would be Spain and Portugal. Right. So there's some Spanish in there as well. And you know where the Spanish comes from? This is an interesting story. A little history lesson. So the the Spanish Armada, you know, during Elizabethan England times, Spain was trying to invade Great Britain. So they launched this Spanish Armada. And um, miraculously, because the, the Spain would have overrun the UK, they had a huge navy. Miraculously, this storm, this storm came up and destroyed the Spanish navy. And some of these vessels ran aground and they crashed against the rocks and, and slammed into the, uh, into the coast of Ireland. And so some of these Spanish sailors came ashore and uh, stayed. They stayed in Ireland and they took Irish wives and they had offspring and they have darker, darker hair. They call them the black Irish. So you, if you have ancestry dating, in, you know, ancestry from Ireland, you could also therefore have some Spanish in your blood. So that's where the Spanish comes from. And I think we might, may even have a little bit of Viking blood. So there you go. Thank you for that question. Uh, we're going to take a quick time out, come back, and uh, continue on with our, our so long show. Stay with us. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-461-9694. 800-461-9694. That's 800-461-9694. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment, you may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-626-4512. 800-626-4512. That's 800-626-4512. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. All right, the final show here on Zoomer Radio. And God bless you all for listening all, all over uh, all these many years and all of you in the YouTube live chat and all of you who are listening to the show on uh, uh, all of the different affiliates and calling in and sending me letters and emails. And it's, uh, it's just enriched my life. Thank you so much. This is for... Mr. Gary Prince, my grade A teacher, who's been after me in a nice way to talk about these Soviet divers back in 1982 who encountered these 
aquatic humanoids in Lake Baikal. Again, Lake Baikal, southeastern um, Siberia. It's thousands of meters deep. It's the deepest lake in the uh, in the world, and it is so deep that it it is uh, it, it it holds one quarter of all of the fresh water in the world in this one lake. So these seven Soviet uh, scuba divers are in a training exercise in this icy lake, and uh, they're down about 160 feet or something like that, and they encounter these humanoids. I'm not sure how many of them there were. The thing was, though, even though they were down that deep, these humanoids didn't have equipment. They didn't have oxygen tanks. They just – no modern equipment. They just had sort of these tight – fitting uh, metallic suits and they had a helmet-like op- uh, apparatus that completely covered their heads. And uh, so the scuba divers swam closer to these entities and, dis- and as estimated them to be about 10 feet tall, 10 feet tall. And then, then these, uh, these lake, uh, these entities disappeared back into the, um, I guess, the murky abyss, I guess. And so then they pursued them and they decided these scuba divers, they were going to try and capture one. I guess, I don't know if they had a net or something, but as they moved towards these entities, I guess in kind of an aggressive manner, um, these aliens, if you will, they, um, they shot some sort of an intense, this is the, an account by these Soviet divers, they shot this intense sonar wave from these strange devices that they were holding. And it was such a powerful force that it, it that it rendered every crew member unconscious. And then what happened is they rapidly propelled to the surface. Now, I don't know if you, Zachary and North, my two sons with me, if you, what happens if you are in an extreme depth and you rapidly ascend, what happens is you get something called the bends. Do you know about this? You get a nitrogen bubble in your bloodstream. So what happens is three of the uh, the scuba divers um, were seriously injured, and I believe a couple of them died. And um, so this was all north. I was going to add that there's a Greek dance after that kind of thing, the bends. The bends. There's a Greek dance called oh, the yeah. bends. There you go. Well, it's not called that, but it's based off of that. There you are. Wonderful. That was an interesting note. That was a very interesting side note. Thank you for <laughs> contributing. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That and. It, it, it remains a mystery. Uh, it is contained in, in journals, apparently. These were discovered after the fall of the Iron Curtain, and uh, that is the great mystery. Uh, and those that survived this, uh, this ordeal, apparently, um, and they were apparently left with life-debilitating or life-altering disabilities, and, and they just, they, they've never spoken publicly. They were so frightened by the, uh, by the ordeal. So... Um, there you go. That is the, um, but there's more to the story, and I will cover it in a podcast. I'll get, um, I'll get an expert, maybe Nick Pope or someone like that, who manned the UFO disc desk for the Ministry of Defense in Great Britain for like 20 years, and now is uh, one of the world's most noted ufologists. Uh, let's see, North, did you want to go back to the YouTube live chat? Fire off a couple. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Okay, well, you're looking for one. I'm going to grab a quick call, okay? I'm going to say hi to Andrew in Colorado. Uh, here's another dear old friend. It's been a while since I've heard from you. Andrew, how Hello. are you? Hi, Andrew. Yes, Great to hear from you. It's awesome to hear from you, and we hear from you all the time down here. Wonderful. Um, 
I just wanted to say a couple things. I don't have very good audio, so I hope I'm coming through. You okay. are, loud and clear. Tell the boys, I, I wanted to tell them I love their podcast on the hockey. Oh, the uh, the bro, uh, what was it called? Buds and Bros. Yeah. Yep. Yes. We were disappointed that they gave that up, but they moved on to other things. Look, I'm a busy man. You are a busy um, man. I also want to say thank you so much, Richard, for talks and conversations that you've given me, like when you explained milk in bags up there in Canada. That was so interesting. That's right. That's the, the main difference between America and the United States. Well, we have two different Thanksgivings. You buy your, your milk in jugs and we buy it in bags. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, we're, we're, we're cousins. <laughs> Absolutely. How is your son doing, Andrew? How is your young son doing? I, I was just going to say, um, we ran across your show many years ago when we were uh, undergoing cancer treatment for yes. our son. Yes. And he is doing wonderful. And uh, you are a household name around our house. Uh-huh. So um, Callum wanted to say, hi, Richard. And he wanted to let you know that we got a dog from Santa last Christmas. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> um. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was the Discord server is awesome. Thank you. And at your eShop uh, on Strange Planet, I was wondering if you're going to put out a T-shirt uh, basically celebrating the last 13 years of this show. There's an idea. Well, I'll reach out to my my um, artist friend, Rick Forgus in Arizona, who takes care of all that, and maybe we can do something. That'd be a great, that's a great idea. Andrew, God bless you. God bless your son and your wife and your family and many years, and uh, uh, I'll look for you in the Discord. Oops, you're breaking up now. Now you're breaking up. So sorry. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay, uh, one more from the uh, the YouTube live chat. Uh, yeah. North, go ahead. Quick note: um, every once in a while, just to make sure the Discord's all set up, check the community tab. The link, the invite link, will be in there on the, the YouTube tab uh, on the YouTube channel. Strange okay, Planet. there you go. Good. Um, George says, "Did Richard ever have a guest whose story he thought was totally bogus?" Probably. I can't mention or I can't think of any offhand. Um, what about the Titanic one? The Titanic one. Where, oh, the, the idea that they sank the Titanic in order to uh, to wipe out the uh, those millionaires that were opposed to the Federal Reserve. Uh, yeah, that's a little far-fetched. I mean, there's some interesting stories revolving around the Titanic and whether it was the Titanic uh, that actually sunk or another ship and it was an insurance fraud. There's, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um but, uh, yeah, you know, from time to time. Listen, you can appreciate this show on different levels. Some of it is merely for entertainment purposes. Some of it, uh, you know, some of the, the theories that people get into, has a they have a lot of credibility. Some, not so much. But I always try and provide, a, you know, a, a respectful platform. People come on and they tell their story and I, and, uh, I ask, I hope, the, you know, the right questions. And then the listeners get to decide. Um, but... Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to really think about it. I don't have any offhand. Um, I think there was someone who came on the show and, and claimed that the limo driver shot Kennedy. <laughs> no, seriously, that was that was floating around. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't believe that. Nor do I believe that Bigfoot shot Kennedy. Yes, one more, North. Uh, Keenan K just donated $5 in the YouTube live chat and says, Richard, can't wait to see the new content. My dad, Ray, 
and I always like listening. He has a question in regards to music. Top three favorite musicians. Top three. Wow, that's that's really tough, and they kind of move around a, a little bit. But I would say consistently in my top three, uh, we're talking about solo artists, right? Not not All the above. Do it. Okay. Well, I would have to say Van Morrison. I would say Tom Waits. Um, I think. I think Randy Newman and Brian Wilson are two of the greatest composers of the, the, the latter half of the 20th century. Am I missing somebody? Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm sorry, the last well, two who? Randy Newman and um, who, who else did I say? Randy Newman and Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah, Paul McCartney, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what else? Do we have one more from the YouTube live chat? Really quickly. Uh Jane Tone says, Richard Serrett, I'm going to miss your show on Sundays, but we'll check out the other platforms. Thank you so very much for many fascinating, indelible shows. Much love and light. Ah, thank you, Jane. Right back at you. Right back at you. I'm going to squeeze Ron in in Brantford because that's my hometown. Yes. Ron in Brantford. How good, are you, how Ron? Are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. I am, too, a former Woodman Drive and PJ alumni. Ah, did And I know Gary Prince very well. Ah, wow. And he was an awesome, awesome teacher. And uh, I played all the sports there. Uh, do you remember that sport, push ball and flag football? Push ball. That, that is legendary. And, I th and unless I I'm mistaken, I think that was his invention. Yeah, I know. We still talk about that day because before I came to Woodman, I went to Echo Play School. Me, too. And yeah, and we went. I played in the intramural floor hockey league there. And when we went to Whitman Drive for grades six, seven, and eight, we were all upset because like we couldn't play floor hockey anymore. But then when Mr. Prince invented push ball, we just said, "Ah, okay, we're good." <laughs> yes. That was, oh, I'm telling you, those were like legendary rivalries. You couldn't believe the trash talking we did there. It was awesome. <laughs> push ball at Whitman Drive. You see. He, uh, yeah, as adults, we're in the memory-making business, and 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 Gary Prince created memories for generations. Oh, he sure did. He sure did. I I see him this day. Like he's had some health issues lately, but um, he's still trucking along. And I seen them not too long ago. And you know, we uh, just we still talk about things. He lo he loves football, and we talk about that too, and everything. And whenever I tell my former students I see him, they all get excited. So uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and that, and uh, I also was in the, um, I also played in the PJ alumni basketball game, the 50th anniversary one, I I played in that. The Thunderbirds. Yes, I played in that. Mr. Howard invited me to play. I I was on the basketball team, hmm. and quickly before I, I get to a question, uh, I volunteered for Rogers TV in Brantford. I did sports uh, stories there for the local TV station. Right. And, and I asked Mr. Howard if I could do the story on the basketball game, and I wasn't going to play. And But then uh, he said, well, there's a few people who are hurt. Can you play? And I ended up playing. I was one of the leading scorers. There you go. The Ron, i got to get you to hold on because I'm late for a break. When we come okay, back, I'll, I'll get I'll to your have, question. Yeah, I'll ask you a question there. Okay, Ron at Bradford. All, All right, thank you uh, for holding on. We'll take a time out back with more of The Conspiracy Show, as we say so long on Zoomer Radio. Stay with us. 
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. That's 800-817-2974. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. This is the final conspiracy show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. Uh, But I will be around. I'll be floating around in the ether, not to worry. Um, Why don't we go to the uh, YouTube live chat and uh, where... My son, North, is manning that desk. North, do you have a YouTube question for us, a, qu- a live chat question? Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, Sean Caldwell asked, what was, the, what was the topic of your very first show on Zoomer? Do you know? Yes, I remember because it was August the 16th uh, in, 20, in 2009. And it was a – there were two guests, I think. The first guest, though, because it was August 16th, and that was the anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley. Uh, the first one was a, a woman who uh, claimed to be his illegitimate daughter, and she had all of this evidence that she offered up. It was it was uh, quite compelling evidence as well, as I remember. I can't remember who was on in the second hour, but that was the very first guest. Another one? Doris Sanders asks – which or says, or rather – Wishing you the best. You will certainly be missed. I have loved your fascinating show and your fascinating mind. Thank you very much. Uh, let's say hi to uh, Mark in Mississauga. Mark, welcome. Mark in Mississauga. Do we have a, anyone manning the phones in there? There Hello? we are. There we are. Mark's in Mississauga. Hi. Hi, Richard. Can you hear me? Okay? I can, yes. Excellent. I'll make it very quick because uh, I'm sure there's lots of people online. First off, uh, I've been listening to you since probably day one. You, your show, and everything else, very top. I really enjoyed the coast back in the Art Bell days, yourself and the late spaceman Gary Bell. Really enjoyed uh, all three and yours, of course, going forward. Still very great. Love it all the time. So that's the one thing. Yes. I like to, uh, Thank you, Mark. Enough. Uh, secondly, Quick comment, you had a guest back in November uh, 2017. Uh, all I can say is I emailed you and him, because at the end of his show, Al, his, he gave up his Gmail address, and he had fourth-stage prostate cancer, and he, he talked about how he, um, I think he, uh, he had a plant, a one-pound pot plant, which he uh, had it properly, I guess, uh, uh, somehow he uh, had it properly made that he had it in oil form. He took it, and he went from four-stage uh, cancer that the doctors gave him one, one year to live, 
and he actually beat it. And at the end of the show, he was a half musician, half comic in Toronto. Yes, Alan Alan Parks, I think. Uh, Alan yeah, Parks. I think his last name, but he gave out his Gmail address at the end of the show, and he said, "If anybody wants information, right, uh, to give him a shout." I email, I Gmailed him. Nothing happened. I, I know you're busy. I gave you an email, no response, and I just wanted to see just if it's possible to get in touch or even to find out what procedure he took to uh, take that one-pound pot, pot into a uh, small vial he, he administered himself, okay. and he did four stage with that, that the one stage. Yes. Again, he offered his, his uh, meal. He had too many calls, and he didn't take any okay. emails. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Mark. I'll tell you what. Um, Email me one more time. I know you have in the past, and but I will be um, more diligent this time. Email it, and I will I will see if I can find any contact information. Now we're going back almost five years, but Alan is still out there. I think he's still doing a podcast. Uh, wow! So let me see if I can. I'll do my darndest to, to connect you with uh, Alan Park. Well, thanks for that, dear Richard. And should I just go with your email address because uh, you have a few? I know you're 960 and 740. I uh, just go at Richard's uh, uh, email address for yourself. Richard Serrett one, the number one. Richard Serrett one yep. at gmail dot com. Yep. And lastly, and very quickly, your closing music, the one that uh, I really loved it. And uh, at the end of the show, you play parts of it. I actually, I think I have it on tape a bit. I really enjoy that nice melodic theme. You know, I tried shazamming that. Of I course. believe it is from, well, I, I'm quite certain the one you're referring to to close the show is from Edward Scissorhand and Danny Elfman. No, it's not Edward Scissorhand. Alice in Wonderland. Isn't it? No, it's Edward Scissorhands and it's from uh, Danny Elfman. The, the very closing <clears throat> theme is uh, Danny Elfman is my favorite uh, musical composer. You know, no, it's, it's Edward Scissorhands, North. You sure? Yeah. Wow. Sure. Thanks, dear Richard. Again, all, all the good work that you do on 960 and filling in is always great, and I'll continue to listen. Uh, uh, okay, send me that email, Mark, and I'll try to hit, get you connected with Alan Park. Thank you very much, Richard. All, right. All the best, man. All Thank the you. best. All right. We'll take a quick time out. Come back. More, uh, uh, more clips from the audio vault, more comments and questions from the YouTube live chat, and more of your calls as we say so long. Richard Serrett, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-626-4512. 800-626-4512. That's 800-626-4512. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. self-evident. You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And it is uh, so long, my final show. Final installment of The Conspiracy Show here on Zoomer Radio. And um, North and Zach, my two twin boys, are here in studio. North is manning the YouTube live chat and uh north why don't we grab a couple of questions there from the youtube live chat go ahead right. you're on so i have a few there's a few of them that i screenshotted here but Harold samson says richard you don't look like you're in your 50s it's all done with mirrors uh i will be 59 in january um mr prince says hi richard 
Mr. Prince, wishing you all the best for your future endeavors. Uh, okay. Thanks for all the years of entertainment. Thank you. Uh, Gary Prince, my grade 8 teacher from Woodman Drive Public School, and I hope he has been asking me for months, really, and I have neglected this. He wants to know, uh, and I'll get to this hopefully later, uh, and, and I'm going to dedicate an entire podcast to this subject just for Mr. Prince because uh, he's my grade 8 teacher. You know, this is my assignment. Uh, and he wants to know about these Russian Navy divers back in 1982. This came out after the fall of the Berlin Wall, after the Iron Curtain, I should say, rather, in, the, in 1990. Uh, a lot of these secrets came from the Soviet Union about UFO encounters and so forth. And there were these Russian Navy divers, seven of them, who were allegedly attacked by aquatic aliens in Lake Baikal. It's a fascinating uh, chapter in UFO history. Uh, like, again, geography, Lake Baikal. This is, I believe it's the deepest and coldest lake. It's in southeastern Siberia, the coldest and deepest lake in the world. And it is so deep. Uh, I think in some places it's something like, um, oh, geez, what did I read? Thousands of meters deep. And, and... Because it's so deep, it holds, this one lake holds one quarter of the Earth's fresh water. Anyway, so these these uh, Soviet uh, scuba divers were down there on a training exercise, and they encountered these amphibious um, humanoids, and they were wearing, like, they didn't have, uh, you know, tanks, oxygen tanks, but they had some kind of a strange helmet on. Anyway, uh, time permitting, I will... I, I will carve out some time in the second hour to talk about this, and then I'm going to dedicate an entire podcast uh, to the uh, to this uh, topic. All right, another YouTube question or comment? So Frankie Frank asks, wait, why are you leaving and where are you going? All right, well, uh, I'm stepping away from this show just because, you know, as I approach my sixth decade, uh, I get, well, I'm already in my sixth decade, but I'm, I'm just um, – I need I need to step back from something. I can't continue to have all of these plates spinning in the air. A few old fans of the Ed Sullivan Show. That was a big thing back in the day. You would put you would you would spin plates on on sticks. My boys are looking at me like, "What are you on about, old man?" <laughs> um, yeah, and they had another guy that talked with his fist. Senior Wences. That was the Ed Sullivan Show. And the song. Anyway, uh, too many plates. I'm spinning too many plates. <laughs> I'm spinning too many plates. I got to step away from something. But I'm still doing the podcast. Strange Planet. Three days a week. I'm still on Saga 960 AM. Monday to Friday, 4 to 6. I'm still doing Coast to Coast. I'm still going to do something with the YouTube channel. But I, I just can't do everything forever. And uh, sadly, I had to give up one thing. And this is... This is it, and I'll have my Sundays off for the first time in 13 years. Uh, so uh, one more. Do we have one more from the YouTube? We have a bunch more, but yeah. I guess uh, Stefan Nielsen asks, Richard, why was Coast to Coast canceled in Canada? Um, I, I I can't answer definitively, but I'm hearing reports that I know it's no longer available in Toronto. I used to guest host Coast to Coast uh, from 640 and then later 1010, and now there aren't any – uh, stations carrying. They have no affiliates in Toronto carrying it. Now I'm hearing reports that it may not be anywhere in Ontario and perhaps Canada. That I don't know. Uh, I think many of the, the stations that carried coast to coast uh, were Bell stations and I guess they just didn't f fit in with their their uh, their stated objectives or their values. I think during COVID a lot of them 
uh, moved on to sort of local programming to talk about COVID. And uh, that's all I know, really. I mean, I would love for it to come back uh, in Toronto. Uh, but, you know, if you want to listen to Coast, you have to go to their coasttocoastam.com website, find local a local station or any station, any affiliate that actually streams online, and then you can listen to it on your phone. That's the best way. So one more. Um, Nicholas just super chatted $5 in the YouTube chat and said, Thank you, for, thank you for providing so much information, entertainment, and a place for a fantastic chat community throughout the years. Love you, Richard. Ah, love you right back. Thank you. North, you had a terrific idea uh, for all of our wonderful people that gather every week in the live chat. What are we going to try and do for them? So uh, later on, when we get the YouTube channel up and running, uploading the podcast three times a week. Um, Parts, portions of portions the podcast. Portions of the podcast, and, correct. Oh, we're also going to do a, a throwback Thursday. Yes. So you guys are going to get be getting four pieces of content a week on the YouTube channel. And then as well as a, a discord server for you folks, cause I'm reading this chat and there's a, a really tight knit community in here and it'd be a shame to just see that go. So we're going to create a discord community so that they can gather on their own. Exactly. Right. And maybe once in a while I'll jump in and perfect. Be nosy. Yes. All right. That'll be in addition to the YouTube channel. Exactly. All right. Okay. Uh, let's, let's say hi to skip in Connecticut very quickly here. Skip. Welcome. How are you? My old friend. Yeah, Richard, always great shows. Uh, you know, a couple of quick things. Just looking at last week's show, uh, you can't automatically, I guess, believe, you know, what they were saying about Jesse James. Uh, I, I buy it. Uh, it seems like the mother was a real character. You know, she might have came in and got wind of it, uh, of the plot. Uh, but I was thinking also of uh, General Custer's wife, Elizabeth Bacon Custer. How she uh, and uh, she lived till 1933 was was an actual millionaire, and, and, you know, at that time, you know, when she right. was older. But she really seemed to hold, lose a little perspective and almost held the torch for the general uh, too much. I thought, from from what I. Do you know much about that? I no, mean, I don't. No, I don't. Now, um, you were referring last week, or not last week, it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had yeah. um, brother and sister um, that are great-great-grandchildren, a claim of yeah. Jesse James. And uh, I don't know, I, I, you asked me, I can't possibly, or I might not necessarily buy into it. I think I think it's almost an open and case uh open and closed case that they've assembled there with their evidence, particularly their great, great, great grandmother, you know, missing an arm, wearing the same type of dress. They have the photos. I, I, I generally believe that they are the descendants of, of Jesse James. And that would make, um, that would seem to indicate that he did fake his death because they're, you know, he didn't go by that name and, and their great, great, great grandfather lived, in Texas up into the 1940s. I don't know about General Custer. That's an interesting chapter. I know that those two also wrote a book called Secrets of the Wild Wild West. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's something in that book, Skip, about General Custer, but it, it, it focuses, or it, it doesn't just focus on Jesse James. It also gets into Billy the Kid. So who knows? Maybe there's something in there about General Custer. Yeah, but it is interesting how his wife was so enamored with him that even after his death, she was still, you know, doing programs on him into the 1920s, for example, and she died in 1933. You know, and that must have been interesting. You know, being no uh, doubt, yeah, isn't it? Well, so many, so many of history 
probably need to be rewritten and perhaps one day they will. Skip, thank you for the call and thank you for your calls over the, over the years. Yeah. Always uh, right, appreciate. Sure. Thank you so much. All right. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show as we say so long. Hour two awaits. Don't go away. Say, are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of U.S. Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000-plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash rss, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan, plus receive one free month. We'd all love to binge, but privacy's a big deal, too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted, so you never have to worry about your IP or your location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund, and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link, nordvpn.com forward slash rssp to get your subscription started today. You can become an official Patreon supporter of my work here at Strange Planet Productions by donating a monthly amount through patreon.com forward slash strange planet patreon.com forward slash strange planet there are several tiers to choose from pick which one is right for you but any monthly amount is greatly appreciated as a sign of my appreciation you can have your name mentioned on air during my weekly radio show or you could have your name included in a crawl on my youtube channel live stream you could also receive episodes of my old podcast the rock and roll twilight zone this critically acclaimed podcast produced in partnership with chris jericho is not currently available anywhere else. If you enjoy this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you can really get behind me and my work by donating once a month at patreon.com forward slash strange planet, patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-626-4512. 800-626-4512. That's 800-626-4512. 